Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Gen X Men. My name is Derek, and I can't steal from the powerless when my cup's already overfilled. This is the, let's call it money issue. Uh-oh. I think that sounds like money. I don't know what that really sounds like because I don't have any. Uh, let's say, let's not say just money. Let's, <laughs> let's say money, finances, economic outlook, and... Uh, Prosperity or lack thereof of our generation. Joining me tonight, as per usual, is Dan. Thank and you, Dan. And Anthony. Hello, Anthony. Hi. Hello. Hello. Uh, Hello. It's What's been that? a little while, huh, guys? <coughs> it has uh, been a while. We've had a lot of issues personally that yes. we had to take care of, and it kind of took us away from what we love doing. Sorry, which is podcast beyond our control. Yes, definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, we took a little June hiatus due to circumstances right. beyond our control. Mm -hmm. Some not so great stuff, and some maybe some great stuff I'm mixed in. Uh, but we're back. Yes. yes, and we have big plans uh, going forward. We have a lot of uh, big plans, a lot of a uh, lot of big things coming for the podcast. We plan on putting a lot into it. Ooh, yes. very mysterious. Some yes, changes. we'll tell you when we have an idea of what they are. <laughs> <laughs> we promise they're coming. We no. swear. We do have some good ideas after this. So let's talk about the future of Gen X and. Our financial future, financial future, our prosperity, if there is any, what the work world is like for us, if we ever get to retire. I'm sorry, Dan. Go ahead. No, I just wanted to start off by saying that, like, you gave us some material to read about this. We tried to do some research, tried to be professional. He gave us words, and there was too many. We didn't read them. <laughs> TLDR. Lots of graphs. The one uh, packet that I read, and I want to start off with this, is to dispel that myth that Social Security is going to disappear. It's not going to disappear. Okay. But apparently in this article, they said that um, there will be like almost like a financial dip. Okay. That we should prepare for. <clears throat> okay, so um, does, does that mean when and how is that going to hit us? Uh, with lack of resources, I think. Okay. All right. You know. Job market, maybe the outlook yeah. is not good. So well, let's let's get some underlying concepts or ideas or or let's learn what the situation right. is with what's Gen the, X. What's the problem? Where are we now? Right. I agree. I'm I'm hoping Social Security is there. I, I I'm not going to rely on it, but I this is Forbes. The article you're referring to is from Forbes, and they're saying it will be there, yeah. albeit maybe not in the same form as our parents are going to receive it. Yeah. The, it says, yes, it will it have mutated. It's never. It's not going to go away. Okay. But well, it will good. not in our kids' lifetime at all. Okay. Well, that's that's good. Hey, look. I mean, I got this mole. That shriveled up and it's smaller, but it's not completely gone. It's just smaller and shriveled. <laughs> well, that's I'm happy to hear that. Thanks. Uh, go to a doctor. <laughs> uh, with regard to your financial future. Oh, oh. Go to a banker. Right. So right. you know something. Well, things can change. Programs can change. Right. And more metamorphosed, they'll well, still be there. But well, let's let's actually, come back to that. Could actually, it be very much reduced? That mole could cost money. Well, that's <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. See, now right. you're talking no. about healthcare, Dan. We're Enough getting in a whole other world. Where is Generation X now, though? I guess is the is the point we should establish it first. Yes. Where is our generation I, now? I can say for myself, I'm considered in the poor bracket. Okay. Okay. 
Let's right. let's put something out there that maybe is ob- do you think a it's personal, ob- but, you it's know, objectively sure. true that baby boomers are getting older, they're reaching retirement age. They're right. they're, they're well into retirement age. Right, 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 right. Uh, actually it's us that are getting closer to <laughs> retirement. <laughs> actually we're yeah, we're not far oh, behind, man. I guess. We're not too far behind. Ten, a couple decades. 15 year, not years, not not even a couple, a decade and a half I think at most oh, is, is I mean 59, take, right? Isn't it basically 59 uh, and a half? Well, you I mean, could I, I, cash in your 401k I, at 59 I, and a half. So okay, so I just got an email from my 403b provider and they told me that uh, my my outlook when I hit 67, which is my retirement age so my retirement age, our generation, at least at our age now, it's gonna be sixty-seven oh, yeah. because we're living longer. And yeah, yeah. I mean, you might have you know state employees, teachers, maybe cops, whatever. Somebody with a, a government and/or local job that is gonna be fifty-nine uh, the or whatever. Pension. Yeah, the yeah the myth the, of the, the pension. Unicorn. Yeah. Um, well, that's a good place to start. But pensions are gone. Pensions are gone. Pensions are gone. So our retirement is gonna be based on. Honestly, what? I think pensions were never sustainable in the first place, right? Because they wow. kind of like were responsible for bankrupting, all, or not bankrupting, but draining the union coffers and all. I mean, I don't think they were ever sustainable. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think, think so either. Older generations <laughs> thought of in sustainable terms. Sure. In terms of the environment, they didn't think of sustainability. Right. They didn't yeah. think of financial sustainability. Right. Like, how were these programs going to ever remain solvent? Right. Just and magical I, things like new deals. And right. And I don't, I don't blame them for that. I, I, I turn kind of a deaf ear to their bitterness about that. Like, I don't want to hear it because you have it better than I do already than we will, theoretically anyway, maybe not me, but our generation. I mean, the boomers have it better than we do financially. Let's just get that out there. And that's because they had a better economic, they had better economic strength as they they were growing up. They were coming off of the World War II boom. And they were, they had a better, yeah. That echo of which has faded away. And and, (laughs) and the the most recent hits, well, see, I don't want to say this either because, I mean, my father, my parents were pretty hit bad when the recent 2008 when that crash hit I mean a lot of people lost that and if you weren't in retirement already or weren't more well prepared that took a dent and if you don't have time to recover that can be that can be tough and if you were a millennial you were probably not hit that bad that's not going to because you had no savings no 401 big 401k because you were too young at that point you're starting off and and yes it's going to be a harder start for them and that's unfortunate but at least they didn't see their nest egg disappear. Right. Because they had right. no nest egg. Right. That's what this was saying, this other article, that our generation started to invest at um, peak periods. Like yes. We like were, when, by 2008, we were hitting our, our investing right. stride. That, right. <laughs> right. So buying our first house, When the boomers whatever, were yeah. in their 40s. Apparently, the, the conceit of this article is when the boomers were in their 40s, they didn't have a big... Market drop off, right? Yeah, well, there was a fifty nine percent decrease, right? In the so, in other words, worth. when it when right. it, when and again, we're not playing well, blame on them. We're just saying objectively, as well. objective as possible, when the boomers were in their forties, in their prime, supposedly as as far as the American stereotype is concerned, their prime earning age and saving ages in the forties. That's when you hit your prime as a cr- right. your career. You've been in your career for a few decades, right. and you're saving up more, right? We got kneecapped, sort of, a little bit. A lot, some of us more than others. Right. And by the the Great Recession. Right. Whereas they, I don't think, had that. Now we they had go, the '80s when things were booming, and they right. had they had a great opportunity to 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 right. set up a future at that point. Right. Now, again, it might have been taken away from them. Right. But they had a better opportunity at that prime of their in the prime of their life. So they're also getting older. So my point was objectively, yes. the boomers are reaching their late life. Right. And that means that we are potentially, in a lot of ways, going to be taking on the burden of taking care of them yes. financially, right? 
not just emotionally, but a lot of Gen Xers are going to have to take care of their elderly, extremely elderly parents, right. which will impact us financially. Right. Thoughts? Well, I mean, well, is that objective enough? Is that I, I think that so. W- that we're not just saying what was me at that point and and crying in our beers. Like? Mo- most Gen Xers at this point have a house that they worry about. Right. They have kids to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Millennials don't have to worry about most of that stuff because most of them are still living with their parents, like you said. You know. Yeah. And boomers, they don't have their kids to to take care of anymore. Right. So we're 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 potentially going to be a we're a smaller generation, well, that, uh, you know, death notwithstanding of like the older generations, but we're a smaller generation taking care of a, a more people in a bigger generation, which is yeah. again going to be a dwindling number. But and we're forty four percent. But they're poorer. living longer. Yes. Compared well, to like what at the same <coughs> comp when the, when the boomers were there were yeah. our age. Yes. When they were in their forties, they were in a better spot financially. Absolutely. Um, and then you add and into the fact was, that many, money was worth more back then too. A lot of us are going to be taking care of maybe those elderly parents. So you have a smaller generation taking care of people from a bigger generation. You know, so that seems just mathematically. Right. I'm not right. the best at math. Yeah. I mean, yeah. by any means. <laughs> well, that's yeah. yeah. Let's get that right out there. We're not by any means We're strategists or financially sound or I have a few bucks in my pocket right now. Right. I don't plan on retiring ever for yeah. numerous reasons. But but uh, th- yes, the situation the situation that our generation faces is a we had a really bad recession at the time during our prime right we have an older generation that's literally sucking the life out of us i mean i i know we knock boomers a lot here but the reality is they're they're you know they're they're better off than we are and maybe we're a little bit bitter about that sure and but so that's why yeah we don't want to be so woe is me right but we don't want to blame other people for our problems and you know what do we have we have 401ks and 403bs and that's Good, I guess. Those things are really set up, though, for the investment companies, and that's the problem. And the, yes. you know, the boomers, let's be honest, they did kind of cause the recession. They're the ones that are responsible for the housing bubble. They did this a long time ago. And I know I read an they article. They set that up a long time ago, rather. Yeah. I know I read an article about 401ks and 403bs or whatever. Yeah. They were never meant to be our the primary <laughs> sole retirement well, vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. They were supposed to, honestly, I think be supplements to pensions right <laughs> so well, yeah. now you the pensions are gone pensions are gone because they were never sustainable unless you have a, a government one which yes. those still exist yeah for now i guess i, but, I guess whatever and, that means yeah so and then it so it becomes well and then we talk about big government no wonder government's so big because they still have freaking pensions in big in government sure so that's why right. government is still an attractive job right um but uh, so that was the one point i wanted to make was that you know but then also I read an article, and this goes back to our responsibility, personal responsibility time, right? We're filing for bankruptcy more. Now, not right. just because we're having problems with earning and we got hit by the market, but honestly, guys, I think we're – are we not spending way too much money on stuff? Yeah. And <sighs> driving ourselves into credit card debt? Well, which we, uh, we have a problem with debt. We have a problem with not but saving. That's a, yeah. our own shit. Right? Is it, though? I mean, I mean I, again, I'm not going to – I'm not going to take away an individual's well, personal responsibility. Horrible. Cost of living's tough. The jobs, the the yeah, uh, wages paid. are stagnant, right? Mm-hmm. Healthcare costs are skyrocketing. Consumer goods are skyrocketing. Everything's way more expensive than it was because we had this cheap, sustainable, or what we thought was sustainable economy for so long, and that changed for us. Now, millennials might have it worse, 
but they have more time to deal with it. So we're not as concerned yeah. with them. Well, they have student debt more than we do too, but that's this article issue. um goes into like what we could possibly do to like help that. Well, what, Such as. what hold on, let's let's establish some of our problems though first, right? We have so we have more debt Less savings. We don't. We're renting more. We don't have mortgages set up more. More right? of us are claiming bankruptcy. I more read of us that are claiming article. bankruptcy. More right. of us are claiming bankruptcy we're, for whatever. We're reason. more uncertain about retirement than any generation than the millennials or boomers right now, for sure. Okay. Um, our job market is so-so. Right. Um, Social Security. Okay. Hopefully that article's right, but we don't know that for sure. Well, you right. Know what, you know what? I think another factor. And we have to take care of another generation that's going to expect everything to be spent on them. Let's you know, be honest. Not every boomer was financially solvent. Right. You know, uh, this my my boomer parents right. are definitely not in any. I'm doing better than them. And objectively, I'm doing better financially than my parents. Right. Did. I, um, I think another yeah. thing to take into consideration, because I know I fall into this category, is that I didn't go to college. I didn't further my education. I didn't get any job training as far as, like, technical skills. Okay. And I blame myself for that. Okay. But I think a lot, there's a lot of our generation that fall into that category but as well. You know what the good thing is, that though? You know, you accept that you got yourself into it. You can get yourself out of it, man. Yeah. Like, I think that's the mindset that we need to cultivate. Yeah, Rather than I'm being, trying, what was me? You know? Yes. Are it's the hard. cards potentially stacked against us in yeah, some absolutely. ways? Uh, yes. Yeah. Sure. But, but we also have a mentality within our generation. What? Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to speak more into the microphone, but I'm Come sorry. on. Let's talk about your big butt. Uh, let's talk yeah. about your butt there. Well, no, I mean, yeah, right. Uh, our generation has more of a, let's say, a woe is me mentality, I think. Is that fair to say? Because we were, l- I mean, if you look at the context of our, or you look at the um, the characteristics of our generation from when we were young, the latchkey kids, you know, the divorce rates, the whatever you want to call it into Generation X, you know, the Reaganism, then it goes into the grunge in the Seattle and the anti, yeah. uh, anti, um, establishment. Uh, well, yeah, anti-establishment, but also a- anti-greed uh, mentality of the early yeah, 90s. Yeah. Like we're anti-materialism. Anti- mm-hmm. Thank you, materialism. I can think of fucking phrase. But I'm a, I'm so, a material girl. I'm sorry. Uh, right, and we're living yeah. in a material world, right? <laughs> and, and and that went from that to nice you know, <laughs> to doll parts or whatever. Right. So. Uh, I mean, it, yes, we have a woe is me, like I don't really deserve any better kind of mentality. I think a lot of it is, and it's See, hard for us to get over that. And I think, I think that's one of, of the things that's we true. keep butting up against in this show and in, in our as a generation is that there's a fine line between, you know, there were things that were set against us in certain ways. Right. But at some point you have to stop and take responsibility for where Absolutely. you're at. Right. So it's like <laughs> right. how much can you go back and say, well – but objectively, like, and I feel like if you did come from a lower middle class family, y- it's kind of true, though, that you had some things stacked against you. And if you didn't have two parents there, scientifically, if you don't have that parental presence a little more consistently with the parents being away and you're a latchkey kid, you can't, in some ways, you maybe you can't escape some of that bitterness. Yeah. You know, so uh, it's not absolutely, all. yeah. So absolutely. it's like, yes, we shouldn't just go boohoo, poor me, and just blame and be learned helpless, learned helplessness and victimhood. But it, there is some truth, right, to being, hey, that ne- neglected kid who, well, you know, not, parents didn't give I, a lot I, of attention to. I, I and agree, like, and let, let's uh, let's take that and let's add the fact that all right, our parents' generation they didn't have to go to college. They did. They really started the boom during the '60s and '70s, but they didn't have to right. as much as we did. 
Uh, we were yeah, told we were told that you need to because the world's changing and you're going from the the, the industrial age to the information age and you need to educate yourselves because that's your best bet for the future. Yeah. Okay, fine, but our parents don't know how to do that because that wasn't what they were told and they didn't know any better. They just said, "Well, you got to go to college and figure it out." So. Yes, we yeah, we, like we didn't really have propaganda. We, and maybe, well, maybe it the was, guided, maybe it wasn't. But let's say if that was your best bet, well, how the hell do you go about solving that? And you don't have the money to pay for it. Well, what do you do? Well, you take student Loan. loans or oh, you yeah. try and figure out. And then what degree do you get? And then how do you, like, you, I wasn't necessarily, my parents didn't know and I didn't know how to really create a foundation for myself. Yeah. It was go to college and figure it out. Well, I couldn't figure it out because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I didn't. I wasn't savvy enough to do that, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. So getting a poor start, that you, you're in a rut for a long time. It's hard to really get anywhere when you have such a poor start. That's mm. just life. But the millennials don't have that problem, right? I mean, they ha- seem to have a little bit better grasp on. They're definitely more savvy, I think, starting out in this world than yeah. we are, and they have less now, opportunity. Why is that? It's because they weren't latchkey kids, and that's why they were more I think, savvy. I think, but I think a they're starting point. And I think they can learn from more from their parents' mistakes, from the late boomers and the Gen Xers that, that messed up all that stuff in the beginning, and they got they got to free that. They weren't consumed by materialism like we all were. I've I've got. Let's be honest. The, the millennials hey, look, don't. They don't want cars. They don't want houses. They're not concerned with that stuff. You know, they're more interested in, in in doing and seeing things than they are with owning things. And 90s, I respect that. The nineties were basically the Gen X generation, right? That's when we well, came of age. Eighties, uh, eighties and nineties, man. Eighties and nineties. We a, talked about that. The beginning and latter half of Gen yeah. X, right? I mean, that's you which know. we're yeah we're going to get that into a future episode, like yeah. the subdivisions of the the generation. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's I, subdivisions at the early and late part of the generation X generation, but right. but uh, there's a there's a special on now. I think it might be on CNN. There's a, a called the '90s. There's a retrospective, like a three-parter, and they kind of talk about. There's been some criticism of of it already. Critics have said that you know the '90s were a vapid time almost. Like the '90s were kind of shallow culturally, and that and shallow materialistically almost, and. <laughs> We were very kind of nonchalant about world politics and our place in it, and you know we had that quick lightning war of you know to start the decade off a desert storm, and mm. we kicked ass, and you know America was great, and you know we had Bill Clinton, and it was young, he was young and hip, and played the saxophone, and, you know, so it was like, and the pop culture of the decade was kind of shallow. It broke some ground, you know, with like Friends and with Seinfeld, and you know, with Sex in the City. You know, and with gay television shows where people were coming out on TV and, you know, reality TV had its start and it was a little more pure. But it's like, yet it was still sort of a shallow kind of, we didn't think too deeply about what we were doing to the world and our place in the world. See, I have a real problem with that. Yeah. I have a real problem I'm with that. I'm not saying I believe this is just... No, the, I know, I know. Yeah, it's the, that's the premise of that show. Yeah, the critic, the critics of the 90s or the critics of that show? The critics of that show about the 90s, actually, were saying that, yeah, it was a, it was a vapid time and See, was materialistic. I, 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 and I don't think it was material. Okay, maybe the, maybe the 90s can be subdivided again, too, because the early 90s were more profound, I think, than... I mean, the 80s were big hair and big tits and buy what you can, and it's all about... Money and and you know the, the early eighties go big or go home the early well, to mid eighties well, and early then mid, by the time you had to reach the reach the end yeah the late eighties it was getting rid of apartheid right yeah. getting rid of the Berlin Wall the Berlin, right. fall right. of communism right so the boomers maybe met their pinnacle politically and maybe financially and then the Gen X kind of came in and said well wait a minute now what what about us and things turned so it wasn't all rah rah Reaganism it turned into the early nineties and grunge in Seattle and what we perceived as the aloofness of our generation and that wasn't 
you consider it shallow because maybe you don't understand it or maybe not grasping what we were really trying to say at that point. The 90s went on to be pretty frivolous, I think. I mean, I would yeah, say I'm that... I'm curious to the generation, the people that were... Writing that criticism writing article, of... Yeah. I don't know. Right, who right, who don't, were they? Yeah. I don't know. That's a, that's a good question because yeah. everything's, again, criticism. Criticism, You yeah, know, the yeah. critics don't matter, only the man in the arena, right? So... Right. Uh, but I don't know. But that's, yeah. I think I thought you make a good point. Is that as the '90s went on, then maybe it became yeah, more decadent. Yeah, and we it, lo- it it lost that purity. It, it's just the like end the end. It. It's just like the beginning of the middle of the '80s, the late '70s when disco hit and it was all flash and oh, bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and punk had to come along and set it straight. But then you know, Reaganomics came along and everybody prospered. Or so we thought. Yeah. Um, Except for, cities, except for the inner cities, except for the inner cities, yeah, yeah. And then you know the early '90s came along and said, "No, we're tired of this rah rah shit. We can't have it." Yeah. And then the late '90s hit, and it was all about you know Bill Clinton getting head and Ken Starr and impeachment and boy bands. I mean, and, and that's that what way, it ended up I with. Mean, and it's, I mean, but it wasn't. There was substance in the beginning, and it yes. turned. It got people got sick of it, and that's the fucking problem: is that people always get sick of it. And they never resolve anything yeah. because it's too hard. And then the whole of the. <laughs> See now we're getting away from finances yes. because then because then I think then, then <laughs> well, the whole of the twentieth century led us to manipulate and subvert and bamboozle all of the third world world people in the Middle East <laughs> well, and then yeah. it came back to bite yeah. us in the ass <sighs> yeah. yep. in the dawn of the twenty first century with nine eleven right right so, so yeah and, and so here we are yeah now we're in yeah and I don't know maybe Clinton's responsible for cheapening the office of the presidency that so and led directly to Trump now <laughs> our tw- no, tweeter in chief I don't know well. Well, you, you went from say that uh, about Nixon. That's true. You could say it about Good other point. presidents as right. well. Right. The point. reason he cheated it was because it, it came out. Don't tell me that other presidents weren't doing that stuff throughout history. Oh, you know absolutely. So come yeah, on. I mean, don't don't tell me he cheated it. Abe Lincoln didn't, though. Abe Lincoln was but the he che- same. Well, he he's, he's the, he's the in one. The, informa- yeah. the, the difference is Racist, the information yeah. age. That right. information is so disseminated right. so quickly. So maybe the, the reason why a president can impact the presidency more today maybe is because you persistently 24 hours a day see their right. mistakes and their foibles right. and their problems you know nixon yes nixon was a jackass in his own way but i mean it came out in like a big scandal and like shit you had cronkite and like all the great newscasters telling you about it yeah. it wasn't like oh gotcha like on the internet yeah, like, like today fake and like news. fake news well, fake news yeah and there is a lot of fake stuff out there and that's yeah. the problem today is that you don't know what's real it's you have truth to really dead. you have to work to get the truth and so even the stuff, okay, let's bring it back to finances and economy. Absolutely. We don't know what the truth is. We don't know how good it is right now because we hear so many different messages. Yeah. Now, you can go by the, you know, the, the, uh, the, uh, the market's doing well, and apparently you know, unemployment is going down, and that's a good thing. Really? But long term, I don't know. And we're not experts to know that. We know what we face personally and probably as a generation. We have an, a general understanding about where we're going. Yeah. Personally, I don't plan on retiring not necessarily because I won't have the money, although I don't know that I will or not. I really genuinely don't know, because you can't predict another great recession. We don't know enough about it. We can't, who who knew that? Who thought the housing bubble? Would, you know, who the common person doesn't know the housing bubble's coming? You know what I mean? Like we we're not going to know that. Yeah. It's, and it, we can't rely on the news to tell us that either. Well, they don't know either. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. I and mean, who knows? You know, who knows if they're going to get it right or not? So, what's our plan? Where does our right. generation so, go? What's okay. what do we work? So we've towards? established the problems. The problems are. Okay, the, you know, claiming bankruptcy more often and 
you know, getting hit when in our earning prime right. years with a great recession and, and too much debt, too much debt, uh, self-imposed or otherwise, you know, right. but cost of living is cost of living, ridiculous cost of, compared to what cost our parents of materials, thought. cost of food, right, right. Cost of, everything is right. more expensive. All of that under that you umbrella. also have more needs and it's, you know, we also have a more digital world. We also have more gadgets and gimmetry that we need to invest in or get left behind. And that's part, you have to have a phone. Or you're lost. I would. I mean, at least I am, and that's my own short-sightedness. Yeah. Dan, but thoughts? I don't know. Well, yeah, go ahead, man. I'm in sorry. this article, who you, is it? Which article is it? Uh, it's from Forbes. Okay. They said what we could do to better help ourselves financially. Ooh, yes. Um, create a business or budget for ourselves. Okay. Um, live below your means. <laughs> um, yeah. To help yeah, manage, yeah. manage your cash flow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we're doing yeah. that. It's, okay. Um, That's my opinion. I feel like I'm doing it. I don't know about you guys. Are you living below your means? I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like I said, buy a lot of frivolous shit. It says but, here. Yeah. I eat out too much. Eating out too much is a If you're having killer. a hard time with your mortgage and stuff, right. you might want to consider walking away from it. Really? Um, that's one of the things it says in here. Um Paying off your debt with an uh, interest rate of 6 to 8% should be your priority. Yeah, paying down your debts, uh, you know, um, highest interest rates first, yeah. Okay. <sighs> we should also consider uh, our Roth IRA, IRA. Okay, so all this... And the 401k. All this it's, is... It's all... It's all boring. Yeah. <laughs> I, but it's nothing I, we don't know. It's nothing we don't already know, and it's like, okay, it all sounds like platitudes at this point. I don't know, Derek, I don't know if you have a different opinion... My, no, my no, thing is let's that that's all passive stuff to me. Well, that's let's that's like be saying, dynamic. That's like saying, well, you should be healthy. You should work out and eat right. Well, I know no what to do. I if mean, it was I that know. easy, we'd all be <laughs> right. We'd all right. be Superman and women. I know the yeah. Make more money and stop buying shit. Right. Uh, less okay. calories in, more <laughs> calories burned. <laughs> right. Like, right. Okay. Right. Water is wet and we breathe air. Right. Okay. It's too simplistic. I'm right. just telling you what it's. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that to you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not right. busting your chops. You're killing the messenger. Know, that's, you son that's of a bitch. That's the voice. That's the. That's the same advice I get everywhere. Well, you got to manage your debt. Well, Save more money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when shit's Pay all more off. expensive. Right. And I'm trying to do that. And I. I. I don't think I live above my means. I, you know, I. My wife and I live pretty simply. I think. I Rob think it's Banks. time for us to get yeah. well. Yeah. You no. can, that's creative. I'm that's dynamic. Joking. That's exciting. Yeah. That's definitely not. That's that's more exciting than a Roth IRA. Thinking out, outside <laughs> the box here. I'm not saying I'll do it, but I'm thinking outside the box. I just can't picture myself. Yes, I have my Roth IRA. Like, oh, <laughs> what I would rather do is get creative, and I feel like Roth, we could all get creative. Save Roth with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good uh, now, ah, That was creepy. I R. Let's just a. I think oh, it's time for us to get creative. My my solution is this: is get creative. What are your passions? And I'm not gonna be like follow your dreams, but follow your passions. Like even if it doesn't make you money, it'll make you happier at your job. And if you're happy, yeah. people I feel like get good things happen to them. So like if you're positive and you're not like sitting there being mopey and you're doing something fun like a podcast, like a bunch of guys, three of us decided to have a podcast. Yeah. We are hoping maybe someday to parlay this into making money, maybe. Once we get bigger, but right now it's, but yeah. but it's not it's not that's not it's not what it's about. So we're not supplementing our like, income; we're supplementing our happiness. Right, exactly, and yes. that pays dividends. That's abundance. I'm smart. We have to think. <laughs> we have to go beyond just mon- financial abundance, money abundance, and go into happiness abundance. And that's what I wonder if the boomers sacrificed that, and maybe that's why they gave us a hard I time and so. still do. Well, okay, that's a, that's a good. That's, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's a good point too. Is that you know. 
we we have to look at how we define ourselves too. I think other generations said, you know, at the end of my life, I was a plumber. You know what I mean? At the end of my life, I look back and I'm retired, but I was a teacher. And we define ourselves by the jobs that we had and the careers that we followed. But maybe our generation isn't as willing to do that. Yeah. And millennials are definitely not willing to do that. And I respect that because you know, yeah, I you know, I'm an MRI tech, but that's not who I am. I mean, that's yeah. not how I define right. myself. You know, what I mean, it's what I do every day. Well, you define yourself uh, as like work. a traveler, and you're into experiences, yes. experiencing the world, yeah. experiencing and life. So I, I, and, and my, my job sustains my life, and I like my – and I, I'm lucky enough. I'm fortunate enough that I genuinely like my job, and it's I, I like what it does for me and how right, you know so going to it every day. And I, I hate to get morbid here. Let's say you were to die tomorrow. Like, right. What would you – Ah, like, the, the death test. <laughs> the de- yeah. What would you, I what? To be remembered as, like – I know for myself. Sexy. <laughs> I know for myself. Of course. A father. Achieved. A right. Right. That, that's what I want to be. Right. I'm not. Yeah. When I remember you guys, if I live beyond you guys, I'm not going to say, well, I remember Anthony because he was good at work. or I remember Dan because he worked every day. That's not at all. I'm going to remember, you know, being a father and all the shit we did. And yes, personally, I'm going to remember our fun stuff. And, and I think that's how you'd want to be remembered. And me as well. Like, you know. Oh my God. Remember that time we did this crazy shit or, you know, <laughs> right. remember that time we almost died or whatever. But yeah. there's there's such a thing as you know maybe we can't maybe many of us are not in a position to be financial philanthropists but we can be philanthropists of our time we yeah. can give our concern for the world concern for other people we can be philanthropists we can flat out volunteer yeah exactly but we can flat out volunteer and do things yeah and if absolutely. there's anything I think our generation is good at is volunteering I think we we think we're good at volunteering our time and we've we've give to other people you know what's right funny? In, in yeah more ways than just finance yeah it's funny you just I think brought that up because i just got a phone call today uh of, for like the vet vet um vet society or whatever veterans yeah, or for veterans yeah not veterinarians to ask, you know they, they want you to donate money and stuff and i'm like i felt absolutely garbage that i could <laughs> donate money because like you know i mean maybe you can donate sacri- your time Sacrifice their their lives to you know for this country. Then volunteer. I'm just dude. Yeah. Vet, veterans. I had to, I had to turn the VFWs. Guy away, you know. Yeah. yeah. But they probably maybe you could ask them. Yo, hey, I can't donate any money. What do you have anything that I can donate my time to? A, a veteran cause. Maybe it's as simple as donating some of your time because time is more fucking precious than money, dude. Absolutely. Because you only have finite. But you I, think right. you have finite do, cash? There's I, finite time. I do little things like if I go like say I go to the store. And they have like the donation things, like I always donate to like you know the children's yeah cancer and stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah, and, and that's, that's a that's a big am, deal. That's a big know? part of life. Donating makes you feel better than having more money. Often, a lot of times, I find, and I think that's a kind of a proven fact. You know, being charitable makes you feel better. It just does, and that's a good thing. But I agree. With, you know, I it's I, not I agree. About like me though, like. It's a them. Well, I know, that's what I but I'm saying, about. but it, but it has, but it also has value to your life, and that's okay yeah, too. But I'm, you know, volunteering and doing things, you know, Habitat for Humanity, whatever you want to do, you know, march, volunteer, however you want to yeah. get involved, that can add to your life as whatever well. Whatever you're value passionate of your life. about, right? Whatever you're passionate about, you know, right. hey, you know, for for it might be kid, it might be kids like at risk youth, it might be the elderly, it could be a combination of all those things. It could be veterans, it could right. be but animals. If you, you want to pursue a more lucrative career, then you should do that too. And that's not, I mean, again, that's easier said than done. Yeah. But that's not something we should shy away from either. I think our generation, sure. I don't know if we we don't it's definitely a good way to uh, increase your finances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you make more money, you're gonna have better finances. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think if you follow your passion, <laughs> yeah. If you follow your passion and give away your best. 
the the old saying is you give away your best, they'll pay for the rest. You know, so if you have a passion, something you're into, spreading knowledge or whatever, if you pursue it, the More money will the money will too. follow. And that's what I want to instill in my kids. Yeah. Like I'm trying to teach my kids, don't just grow up and get a job. Right. Don't just get a job. Follow your passion. It's not and it's not empty, vapid. <gasps> you can do anything. Follow your dreams. No, I hate you that. can't yeah, I do hate, anything. I hate that. I hate that whole mentality. You just yeah. Here that it is. You can't do it. stop. You can't do anything you want. You can try everything. Try right. everything. And you're not you're gonna fail a lot of stuff. Right. But in failing, don't be afraid to fail because in doing so you will find what you're good at. Right. You can't so it's it's a fallacy that you could do anything you want. Follow your whatever uh, your dream is. I hate that. Yeah. You cannot you cannot do anything you want. You can't you, but in trying and failing a lot of different things, you will find what you are good at. Right. You'll find your passion. Right. So it's like I encourage my kids, if you listen, you want to be a marine biologist, don't listen to anybody because when I was growing up, people were like, speaking of finances. I had this one, you know, crazy cousin who was like, I, yeah, I would tell him what I want to do. Like, I wanted to be a spaceman. And as I got older, I was like, <laughs> I want to be an English major. And over the years, he was always like, no, no. Whatever the job du jour he had read about, like, no, orthopedic surgeon. Never mind the fact that I didn't want to cut anybody open or do any kind of surgery. <laughs> right. Like, no, no, no. A hedge fund manager. Never mind the fact that I hate, like, math. Yeah, I can hardly like, add, right. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, two plus two is cake. <laughs> like, you know, like, that's, that's it. Like, that's what I was into. But I'm just like, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, don't just go get a job. And that's why so many people became miserable because they followed that, go right. to school, well, go get a job. Right. I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's like, okay. it was the whole same thing. You got to go to college. You got to go out and find a career. Yeah. Well, what is that? That doesn't mean anything. And as a kid, you're like, oh my God, yeah, you're right. I got to do that. But when you're an adult, you look back and you go, that really doesn't mean anything. Well, yeah. Saying, why, telling, why telling you that? to go, right, right, telling me to go and get a, a job and get a, an education. It doesn't. It doesn't. There's no meaning behind that. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't translate into real life actions. It, I, it I just. It, it's just spending time at something. I think what Anthony said though earlier is it's not too late to change things, no matter what your age, really. Yeah, it's never. I absolutely agree know. with that. Yeah. And, but so. I think that if we at our age, we're in our early 40s, you know, we can go out there and start. We're close enough, Dan. <laughs> Stop shaking your head. Almost. You're, you're, I'm Almost rounding there. up, punk. Yeah. You're in there. You're 40. Not bitch. yet. Yes, you are. I'm going to savor every mm. moment. I'm I'll rounding up. Oh, I you told, appreciate I every day you. of your 30s. Absolutely. I already told you that two plus two is cake. Yes. Right. That's why I can't do math. I'm rounding up. I'm trying to avoid cake. <laughs> right. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Cake is the enemy. Uh, and my dad's a baker, so I'm, <laughs> I'm screwed. But yeah, no, He's seriously. He's got a lot like, of dough. Yeah. I'm here all week. I'd be here Aussie week. <laughs> but, but but yes, so. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, dude. You got me thinking of cake now. Uh, go oh, fucking plant a tree. Cake, Clean cake. up a fucking street in the center city. I don't know. Right. Go do something worth do something. value but, okay, beyond Dan, finance. What are you passionate about? Can you turn it into a new career path potentially? Even if it takes years, could you use it to even just make yourself happy and get out of your job you don't like? Because happy people get new jobs. <laughs> you know what? I never <laughs> uh, sure. Answer <laughs> everything I just said. <laughs> no, no, and yes, no. I honestly, I'd have to think about it. I have, it's something I haven't really th put much thought into recently. I, I would highly recommend finding your De Derek. What are you passionate about besides? <laughs> Star ponds and but uh, and anal, I like to stalk people. And anal, no, I'm joking. Anal beads. That's a joke, guys. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, total joke. Oh he's, god, uh, he's joking. Well, it was nice he's having this show for. Uh, <laughs> he, 
He's outside your window, but he's only joking. <laughs> <laughs> Trust uh, me, I'm not watching you do Derek, stuff. Derek, what right. are you passionate what about? What am I passionate about? That's What's easy. Uh, rugby, motorcycles. I like life. I'm all about life. No, I, you know me. I'm... I'm all about getting it on you, man. Like, like I don't know. Like Henry said, you know, Hank said, you, you, to find out what life is, and then not when I came to die, I learned that I hadn't lived. I don't know what it is to live. I know that I try and find as many moments that mean something to me as possible every day that I can. That's that's the best I can do. Sometimes I have to plan for those moments. Sometimes I just make them happen, or sometimes they happen to me. But I am just trying to be open and aware enough to accept them, acknowledge them, and appreciate them when they come. Uh, and try and set my life up to make as many of them appear <laughs> or happen to me in the future. And again, I'm not going to define it because that limits it. Um, if you'd have told me when I was in my early 20s I'd be in the healthcare field, I'd, I'd have thought you were crazy. But I followed something, I followed a hint with myself, uh, a little, you know, a personal hint, I call them, that, that kind of took me on a path that, that helped my life, changed my life, certainly made it way better than where I was. And it worked, and I got lucky in that sense. I got lucky to a point, but I also prepared myself. I had an open mind and I had an open scope and I, I was ready to accept and, and to, to re receive genuinely. Like not when you're younger and you have a perception of yourself and you say, well, this is what I'm going to be. And whenever that moment happens that I'm going to be able to be what I want to be, I'm going to take it. That's not how life works. I'm going to open myself up to any possibility that I could, I could end up anywhere and that's when you might find an opportunity that makes yeah. you happy. Not, you know, when I was younger, it was like, well, I'm going to be this. And I had a very narrow view of what I wanted to be and where I was and where I wanted to be in life. And if I, if it didn't fit that, I ignored it. And not until I let go of that and found that there's other things in life that I can do and I can be, and I, I started to not define myself and let myself just unfold. Yeah. Did things actually start to happen? So that's kind of my, I mean, I think I kind of went on a tangent there. I, I apologize. Think a lot of time, no, it's okay. But I that's, think that's how I see life. First of all, it was just Thoreau's birthday, 200th birthday yesterday. Yes. So fitting that you brought up uh, Thoreau. Yes. I know he's, we're Technically all big fans. you brought up. You, you oh, said suck the out. So you, you took me oh. there. But thank you, though. Hey. Yeah. All right. Hey, we're both great guys. Hey, good job. You too, Dan. Hey, good job. You're, you're it was great. on Jeopardy. Good job. <laughs> now, uh, Not so much. but I think, you know, when, <laughs> when you're young, it's you can be too earnest, too serious. Yeah, oh, definitely. But maybe what we should be instilling in our youth is to be be passionate about something. Right. But that, but. Don't take yourself too seriously. Don't take things too seriously because you can get tunnel vision. Right. Because I think I had that too. Like, you right. know, I was so right. convinced. Well, sure, sure. But it's like, can you escape I, that youthful tunnel I, vision uh, so it doesn't sucker you into a dead, like a career that makes you dead inside it, you know? And, and you're just earning money, speaking of finances, but you're not earning peace of mind. You know, yeah, you're not earning fulfillment. You're not right. earning a, right. some fulfillment. My daughter is very serious a lot of times. Yeah. And she gives me grief about, like, joking around and yeah. stuff like that. Well, hey, you tell her, look, benefit of wisdom. You got to take things a little less seriously in life. That's what I said to her. But she's going to have to learn that lesson herself. Yeah, know? obviously. But yeah, I thought about... But she's going to remember you said it. I'm like, you know what? Dad was right the whole time. I yeah. didn't think about what what I like. Um, Not just like mu you know, music and movies, obviously. But I like to actually find out like, peop like about people. You so stalking. Mean? Like, no, 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 no. So, again, back with the <laughs> no, stalking. Like the stalking. No, no, no. With the stalking. <laughs> no, I know. Like, no. Talking to people and, like, finding out about their, like, their, like, like their just their stories. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I actually enjoy that. I think that's a wonderful concept. You you want to connect with people. There's That's 
beautiful. And if that <laughs> that's, makes that's your life. if that makes your day better and their right. day better and makes your job your burden of your job lighter, Absolutely. then it's served its purpose. Right. But and you know how many opportunities you have you might not make money off of that, but you know how many opportunities you can volunteer and get involved and actually learn more and meet more people. You know what I mean? Like you have so many if that's what you want to do genuinely, <laughs> there's so many opportunities to do that. And see, I truly I like believe this too. This is great this is too. Great. And this, the, we're all I think the three of us are passionate about it. But we're not doing it just for like a quick get rich quick scheme. No, scheme. Like no, we're doing this all, because yeah. we okay. love it. And like, hey, someday if we make a few shekels off of it, that's good. But the point is, I think that, and I might get a little metaphysical here. And I know that you guys are atheists. Yes, <laughs> those darn atheists. I don't want to. I don't want to start another and, argument. And they're nihilistic. No, views. I'm just. Saying, I'm not going to get <laughs> metaphysical. It's because we're alpha some males. Some people are. Me- some people oh, are meta. Oh, inside that. joke. Some <laughs> people are metaphysical about it, but I don't think there needs to be metaphysics behind this concept. If you are generally making yourself happy, if you're doing things in life that make you happy and you're making other people happy and it's a win-win, yeah. opportunities will come to you because people will want to do business with you because people, you, you may be at your job, Dan, where you interact with a lot of people and you're talking and you kind of are making somebody feel better and you tell them you're looking for a new job. He may be a business owner, or he may mm-hmm. connect you. He may be like, you know, that dude's fucking awesome. That's why I do it. I'm going to give him an opportunity that he doesn't even know about yet. So if you make people feel good, and you feel good, and they see that you're genuinely feeling good about life, opportunities, doors will open for you. I, I, yeah. And if you put your intentions out to the universe, there doesn't have to be any metaphysical universe, God, whatever out there. It's just human beings, man. Mm-hmm. We are the only love gods, as Shakespeare said. We are the only gods, period, as far as I'm concerned. I'm a, maybe call me a humanist. But like, if you are just good to other people, you follow that basic golden rule, be good to others, do what thou wilt, but don't violate another person in any way, mm-hmm. except if they want to be violated. No, <laughs> um, Stalking again. There we yeah, go. but no, what I'm saying uh, is like, if you go out and you're just a generally kind of open-minded towards other people and you feel good about yourself, good things will happen yeah. just because people like to be around happy people. I, I don't know. I, I agree with that. And I would, I, I would agree with that, and I, I would add an addendum to that in that... Yes, people. Yes, that's yeah, that's totally true. But here's the other thing: I think we get caught up in this world too. Is like, like, like you said earlier about following your passions or or following you know what makes you happy. You, I think uh, people in general. I don't necessarily doesn't it doesn't stop at our generation or begin with our generation. But people think, well, I deserve that, or this person deserves that, or there's a de- there's a deserve factor with success. Like this person's rich because they worked harder, they deserved it. Or I want this job because there is no deserve. There's no should have. There's there's maybe earning point. it. You can earn things, but it's not like well I should be or I deserve. If you want something, you should go get it because anybody and everybody's entitled to it all at the same time. So if everybody's entitled to it, then nobody's entitled to it. So go for it anyway. Like seek out that happiness and seek out people and contact and all of that stuff. It all culminates in no, you don't deserve it. But nobody does. So get it anyway. Go for it. Reach right. out for it. You have to fight for it because everybody should be fighting for it. And it is competition and it is part of life. But that doesn't mean you're wrong to do that. It doesn't mean anybody's wrong to do that. Right. Hopefully, if you follow your passions and you fight for them, you'll end up in a place that's better than where you were. And see, that's why I have such a problem with rugged individualism and well, demonizing yeah. the other. Is because that shuts down our natural human tendency. Look, we didn't get here as a, as a species to become the dominant species, for good or ill, the dominant species on the planet, through isolating each other from each other, through not cooperating with each other. Exact opposite. Right. We wouldn't have survived. We're terrible animals. We don't have sharp claws. We can't see at night. <laughs> like, we have no physical evolutionary advantages. Can't see in the daytime, either. People, right, I know. Yeah. Me, me, I'm myopic as hell. But, you know, we, we got 
to become the dominant species on the planet through our intellect and our cooperation with each other. Right. You know, so the my fear with the way the trajectory our civilization is heading is that we're demonizing other people. Oh, it's the Muslims' fault that I don't have a job or that I'm full of fear or it's the immigrants or it's this person it's that person it's this color person that color person like i feel like we're demonizing each other so much that we're shutting off that instinct to cooperate with each other which might lead to our extinction mm. because the less we cooperate with each other the you know maybe yes we have this modern age with modern tools that kind of replaces us as cavemen you know we needed to be i don't know it's just i worry that we're shutting that instinct down speaking of social darwinism I mean, you know, just like Idiocracy, that movie Idiocracy, <laughs> we, there was no more natural predators and we had removed ourselves from the food chain and from natural selection. So the idiots took over. So that's what I worry about is that all the angry, bitter, isolationist <laughs> people are going to say, everyone sucks. And then the funny thing is, like, you know, we always kind of rip on Alex Jones. The Alex Joneses of the world, if they got their perfect world, I feel like it would fall apart because they wouldn't trust each other. Nope. When they didn't have the conspiracy theory of the globalists to fight against, once the enemy is conquered, if they had their perfect world, there's no more enemies to conquer, then you would just start fighting each other and being suspicious of each other. I feel like the suspicion is propagating like a virus. So that's what I worry about. Don't they that say that evil turns on itself usually? Yeah, it's evil. And then, see, the thing is, I feel like we're killing our innovation because we don't trust each other anymore. And if you don't trust other people, you don't work with them. <laughs> and if right. you don't work with them, you don't come up with ideas and brainstorm with them. And that's how innovation dies, because we don't we think each other sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, so. Well, I, I, that's, that's uh, anti-globalism is absurd because humanity came together as a civilization and it prospered. And it the civilization just gets bigger and bigger. And now that it's one planet we see it as one world that's just an extension of the initial you know original city states like it's it, that's because that's all we could deal with right. at the time technology wise now we can open up the world to each other we're it's just another step in our development and the people that are the most regressive and the most closed-minded about it are going to be left behind they're the, but they're the ones that are going to fight for the old ways more than more than anything else yeah. where everybody else is just going to sit back and say hey let it happen because that's where we're going we're not going to get upset about it we're not going to worry about the future because that's not in our nature because we trust that humanity will develop into something positive hopefully but the, the ones that the ones that are afraid of it fight for the old world because they don't understand the new world and that's fuck them yeah. they're gonna they're eventually they'll 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 fade into history and, and life will move on anyway globalism yeah. is not stoppable yeah you can argue about it all you want you can fear monger yourself out of it but globalism and that's again let's bring this back to our economic situation that's the economics that we face in the future globalism and that's not a bad thing. Like, what if I'm better off in Africa than I am in America? <laughs> like, what if I find a, a, more, a happier place for myself in another part of the world because it's now I'm now aware of it. I can find out more about it. I can study it. I can research it. And I can learn about it before I go or I can go and learn about it. And maybe it opens up different worlds to me. Why is that so fucking scary? That's why I loved what the, I don't know. the French president was saying about how... Macron, yeah. Yeah, he's like... You know, addressing all the scientists, like come, come to France. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. Brain drain. Other people you. are going to steal our talent. And he was brilliant to do that. I was he so, is. I was so, I admired that because I'm like, yeah, dude. I mean, I don't like it, but I admired it because he's going. Well, you're fucking, you're missing a golden opportunity. Uh, everybody, th I talked to, I talked to, I actually talked to, I teach the motorcycle class, and I talked to a lot of foreigners in that class, and they all still say from all over the world, America still has the best university situation, collegiately or uh, the college and universities and research and development it's still the best here it's still the biggest there's still the most opportunity here but why do we want to squander i know i know it can oh, that could, but change. why do we want i'm not saying i'm, not, I'm but why do we want to squander that exactly why are we fighting this fear 
our future, our, our economic and our well-being future is in development, in research, in progress, in green, in environmental studies, in developing those new fields of, of and they know that at the top, but they can't sell it Corporate at green, the top. Man. That's the fucking problem. They're holding on to that old world. And they can't sell the new. We have to let the new world develop. And we have but, to clear a path. We have to find that creative minority and yeah. let them win. The creative. The here's the thing: is that when you keep believing that other people, and again, maybe this gets. We had this whole pre-conversation about <laughs> and a silly little backbiting little sarcastic argument where we kind of were stumbling over each other about alphas and betas and the whole concept of alpha male, beta male. And it was kind of a silly conversation if you think about it. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, when if we stop stratifying, if we need to stop separating through these artificial separations of haves and have-nots, who's better than the rest, who's smarter, who's better, like we need to start looking to other people with an open mind and open hand again and saying, you know what, you have value, you bring something to the table, I don't, and vice versa, like, you know, and that spirit of cooperation, I feel like we're losing that out of fear, and fear monger, and again, maybe the terrorists won, because we're suspicious of everybody. Well, I think that did have a lot to do with it. You know, so that's the thing, is that, are we losing that spirit of cooperation, because we think we can do without other people, but we can't. Well, the the problem I have with the rugged individualism is, is, you know, go grab your gun and fight for what's right, but you know you can't fight this global war by yourself. So you know you're not alone. You know you can't right. do it alone. Right. Well, that's what you're arguing against on the other side, that we're all coming together and working together and it's all communism and socialism and this and that. And it, it's absurd. You know you know consciously that we're better together. And if you're afraid of somebody because of a situation or a color or a race or a religion or, or a sexual preference, you're a coward and you can't handle life and that's i pity those people more than i i have but but they're the ones now getting in the way of progress like coal is not coming back energy is changing our future is coming whether the government or the republicans or whoever likes it or not it's changing cities and, and and places and businesses are going to force the future on them whether they want it or not so vote for them or not doesn't matter it's coming anyway accept it or not and live in fear i don't give a fuck but I'm going to search for happiness. I'm going to search for prosperity. Hopefully me and the rest of our generation can find it. You guys as well. Yeah. And that's the thing. So that's, so I guess the solution is that, so then what is the solution? <laughs> Just fucking be to, happy and get over it. Yeah, all right. Uh, maybe it's despite your circumstances, despite the fact that you may not have all the money you want. Maybe despite all that, we go back and, you know, what are you passionate about? Go out. And if it, if it doesn't make you money, it'll at least make you happy. Maybe indirectly, it will make you money because you'll be happier at your existing job. You'll be happy enough that someone will want to hire you for a new and better job. Uh, you'll be able to parlay your skills into a new talent or a new profession that you create yourself. You go into business for yourself you, in some way. Just, I think the answer is to create, be the creative minority. Be, choose to be creative. Yeah. Choose, to, choose to not be limited by fear like other people yeah. and fear-mongering and embrace the world, whereas other people are becoming more insular and populist and right. toxically populist and, and nationalistic and tribalistic. Be open-minded. Right. You know, those people will inevitably fail and you will succeed and you will thrive financially and emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. Yeah, follow the signs. Don't necessarily follow the dreams. Follow the signs. Look at your life and, and, and show. let it show you where you will be happy because yeah. life has a way of doing that, I think, and, and that people don't realize. Don't just dream, was that? take the, action. The Art of Work, is that the book? I, I, By I, Stephen Pressfield, uh, the, 
the art, uh, the war of art. I think no, 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 I no, think no. you're thinking of the art of the deal. <laughs> no, I'm no, definitely not thinking of the art, art of the deal. I'm just no, the one I forgot. It was the art of work. Yeah, the, not my. By Jeff Goins or Goins, uh, yeah, Goins. Jeff Goins is the yes, and, and, the and art of work, yeah, art of work, yeah, and yeah. that's you know he said in it. There's no aha moment, like you don't just wake up one day or something hits you and you're like, oh my god, that's what I should be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. But if you look at your life, and I've noticed this too, there's a bunch of signs I had over time. Yes. That one day I realized I'm like, wait a minute, this is kind of been pointing me in this direction in which I'm following now for a long time now. So and follow that. And it, it, the prospect yeah. of it, I'm, I'm working on it now. It's making me happier just even working on it. Yes, so exactly. And it's maybe not making you money, but it's making not, you happy. Not yet, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm changing careers. But I mean, it, yes. it, and it's, it's a career that I didn't realize. And what was keeping you from, from missing those signs was following the old, dead American dream of just go to work and get any job, well, just get a job. Well, not yeah. me personally, like but, I mean, you but, personally but, I had, but, but I did have a narrow view of myself and what I wanted exactly. or what I thought I was. Or who I was, and yes. that's not real. And it wasn't real. It wasn't right. I was wrong. I was very wrong. The child is the dreamer, but the adult knows the w- has the wisdom of you need to combine dreaming with doing. Yeah. You need not just dreams, because I know I was an inveterate dreamer. I just dream the dream, dream. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do these great things. I never took action. Right, because like it's going to happen to me. That's the worst thing you right. can tell yourself is it's going to happen to me It's going to happen. Someday. I'm just going to do this. That's like I'm going to win the lottery Procrastination. Someday. That's the worst mentality, yes. yeah. Procrastination mentality. or like dream wish fulfillment. Yeah. It's you need to marry dreams to action and pursue that right. and actively take steps, right. you know, even if they're baby steps. No. So and get yourself on a budget. <laughs> yes, you get yourself on a budget. Get a, get a Roth. Okay. Save for retirement. Save for retirement. Yes. Stop buying stuff that you don't need. Listen. Yes. I, that's another thing I, I throw in here at the very end here because we should probably wrap this up. But I think I, we've I've uh, solved another world problem. I've accepted the the idea and the and the concept of minimalism into my life, and I can tell you that reducing the physical yes. property that I own and things stuff my life is not filled with that anymore, and it is so refreshing and so rewarding. And uh, it's just a lot less stress and a lot easier the on stuff myself. Stuff you own and just owning, owning you. you. That's right. That's and that's good. So clean out you your survived? bedroom. Clean out your living room. Clean out. Just put everything in a pile. And if you don't you haven't touched it here, get rid of it. Sell it. Get rid of it. I'm telling you. And don't buy it again because it makes a world of difference. It's so much better. So much nicer. Yeah, that's true. Right. So. Uh, all right. Good luck, well, Generation yes. X. Get out there and make a difference. Yes. <laughs> Once again, if you're listening, you, even if you're not Generation X, no yeah. matter what generation you it are, get out there. Really. Yes. Get out there. But especially, but I think our generation definitely, we feel like just that's why we created this podcast because yeah. we all 38 million or so of us need to get our asses kicked in gear. Yeah. Because uh, we were not all of us. But well, that's <laughs> some true. of us are doing pretty well. I know. But we got lost for a while, and it yeah. was it, we were trying to find a direction, fi- trying to trying to put some meaning to it. So we may be unsung heroes, but let's sing of ourselves. <laughs> I don't know. Well, sing your own song. Stop waiting for other people to sing your song of the hero. Hold so. on. Let's all reach across the table and pat each other on the back, eh? All right. I'll be pivot, man. <laughs> all right. So. Yeah. Whoa. Hey, anal beats. It? Anal beats. Awkward silence. Is that, right. is that everything? Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think that means we're wrapping up. Uh, please yes. like us on Facebook. Here goes the, the litany of uh, requests from us. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Podbean. Follow us on Podbean. Tell your friends. Tell your grandmom. Yes, and tell we are your friends. iTunes as well. We're on iTunes. 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 Go on iTunes if you got the iPhone. Go there. T- say your friends. Leave us likes and reviews and lots of stars. How, how can we'll they make find you us? see stars by punching you? Right. Uh, what do they have to no. type in to find us? You can do the Google and you can Google Gen X Gen, X, Gen X Men podcast. Yes. 
Or, or you can go to iTunes and just type in Gen X Men. Go to iTunes searches. And if you want to set up a a, a crowdfunding uh, thing, go ahead. Yeah, feel free. We'll yeah, take it. we'll accept. We uh, go we're not fund proud. us. Go fund us. Yeah, <laughs> we're, not, we're not. We're not proud. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of at all. You should see us. We're not fucking. We're proud basically at all. prostitutes. We'll take it. Yep. Now, uh, anyway, I'm a whore. <laughs> so, hey guys, great episode. Yes. Thanks a lot for listening, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, that's right. Good luck out there, guys. See you guys. <laughs>